then you know that are all new people. They are fresh to LinkedIn and they definitely <laughs> want to increase the amount of people to get as fast as possible to these 500 connections. So for example, you select a country, then you select a job title. And from there on, you select the filter that you only want to target people with joined recently the platform. And then you can congrats them on, uh, uh, or give them a warm welcome and share more about your approach or that you want to help or that they can always approach you and contact you if they want to learn a bit more about the service you provide. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Selling in Asia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Abbott, co-founder and CEO of Soko Sales Training, and I am thrilled to have with us today, Stefan Smalders. Now, Stefan is the founder and CEO of Expandy, a LinkedIn automation software, and today we're going to be talking about how to generate high-quality B2B leads on LinkedIn. Welcome to the show, Stefan. If you want to take your sales skills to the next level and learn how to master the entire sales process, join Soko Academy and get certified in Soko Selling. The link is in the notes. Hey, Tom. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me here. I'm really pumped and excited. And uh, as a fan of the show, yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a really cool conversation with you. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to this as well. So why don't we just get straight to it? I mean, one of our favorite topics here we like to talk about at the Selling in Asia podcast mm -hmm. is how to uh, generate high quality B2B leads on LinkedIn. So why don't we just start, uh, start with that? How do we do that? How do we get great quality B2B leads on LinkedIn? Yeah, with the experience I have by running and as a founder of an automation software, you should say, I know a thing or two about uh, LinkedIn outreach, right? Um, but on the other hand, as we all know, it's uh, it's a bit of an, uh, an uh, changing. Uh, everybody was used to doing outreach on the platform for on a certain way for many, many years. And it was, to be honest, not that advanced ways of doing outreach. Everybody was just running a simple search with maybe less filters in the targeting. And then everybody was used to add as many people to a campaign and approach them straight away with a lot of spray and pray uh, approaches. And we see now that that's not working that perfectly anymore, especially because LinkedIn is growing so fast with more than 800 million users on the platform. And you can imagine that if everybody's doing outreach, that there's also a lot of spam going on, right? So they uh, made actually an important decision and that's they want to avoid spam on the platform. And maybe we all discovered it since mid-March from this year that uh, it's not that common anymore that we can keep on going with sending an X amount of requests and messages each and every day. So actually they decrease the amount of requests. And it means that we have to adopt this new way of doing outreach on LinkedIn, first of all. So we have to deal with the simple fact that we only can do 90, 20 requests a day. So that means that we have tried to achieve the same results as we did before with 100 requests. And that's a bit of a challenge. And I see as well from thousands and thousands of people who are approaching me every day that it's a bit of a hard for everybody to come out of the comfort zone and try to learn and adopt new ways of doing outreach on LinkedIn. 
as a growth marketer myself, I bootstrapped Expandi um, to a massive 6 million annual in revenue by actually only doing LinkedIn outreach. And I see now that it's a bit of a more important to hyper-target your audience on a much more smart array than running a simple sales navigator search. Because if you only have 20 requests or actions a day, and then you have to make sure that you target your audience much more clever. So from all the hacks and tactics, I think there are a couple of them which the audience can take on a really nice way advanced from. And we see LinkedIn is full of content. And if you search by hashtag in, in your basic search bar on a specific keyword, and then it will pop up tons of interesting posts from people on the platform with actually a lot of engagement. And so if you, for example, know that your target audience is talking about a specific topic, and then you can search by that specific keyword in your basic search bar, select the tab posts, and then LinkedIn will pop up a lot of interesting posts which actually match that, uh, that keyword. And if you find an interesting post from a, from a competitor, from an influencer, maybe from, uh, from somebody other reliable in the market, then I should say one of the best ways to get the highest amount of acceptance rates is to scrape such kind of a post and outreach all the people who like and commented on such a post. So Stefan, let's let's back up a little bit. So th- there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack there. So for the benefit of our of our viewers and listeners, our audience, just let, let's back up a little bit if we can. Yeah, sure. So sure. Um, I, I heard you mention you know uh, hyper targeting, right? So yeah. th- that that's probably the the first step that people need to do to be successful on LinkedIn. You talked about one of the challenges people have doing this you know spray and pray approach. So for those mm-hmm. of you that are unfamiliar with that term, that means a spray where you're actually going after a mass market, a large audience, just trying to hit anything you can, and then just pray that somebody responds to your request. <laughs> so that's kind of the the uh, idea behind the spray and pray approach. So that doesn't work. So um, what we're talking about here, Stefan's talking about um, uh, really hyper specialization or, or hyper targeting. Can you I'll call it sniper sniper targeting? A bit exactly. More thinking about the people you want to outreach. Right. So before we go kind of deep into the, uh, the, you know, the scraping and looking at the messages and doing the searches and whatever, I think there are some people here that, that might still struggle when it comes to how to hyper-target. And I think for me, that's the foundation. If people aren't clear about <coughs> who their ICP is, their ideal customer profile, their ultimate, you know, their, um, their, their, their target customer, their buyer persona, their avatar, whatever you want to call it, if they're not clear about that, they're really going to have a hard time doing the, the, the hyper-targeting that we're talking about. So, Stefan, any, any clues or insights, ideas, suggestions as to how people should be targeting their mm-hmm. ideal customer on, on LinkedIn? What's a good yeah, start? I think, yeah, I think that, that a lot of people are used to, 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 to start running a search, uh, for example, in basic search, but, or in sales navigator search. And unfortunately, most people, what they do is they run a sales navigator search and they select two simple filters, the job title and the location. 
and then it will pop up with tons and tons of people. Uh, <laughs> mostly of the times too, too many people, so it's actually not the sniper time thing. And you have to break down that search with a couple of extra filters. And for example, in a sales navigator search, if you run such a, a search with only two filters, it will pop up the results. And if it pops up the results, you have a couple of opportunities to select from there on. For example, the people select only the people who posted in the last 30 days, or people who are changing changed job roles in the last 90 days. And if you select one of those, it will make it a bit more easier for yourself to engage with these people because you have a reason to congrats them on a new job role and most likely help them to make it a bit more easier to execute with your solution or service. Right. Um, so with that, you can make a nice intro and that are, I think, the most easiest ways to add as an addition on your uh, uh, on your search. Yeah, very good. So, uh, you know, let me uh, elaborate a little bit for our, for our audience. So really, Stefan, what, what you're talking about is the importance of the advanced filters and not mm -hmm. really just using these two very simple ones around job title and location, because of course you'll end up with thousands of people on that list. And that's very difficult to know, well, who exactly should I go after first? So what we're really talking about here are uh, what are known as trigger events for lack of a better term. So if someone right. has had a job change in the last, you know, one, two, three months, that's what's known as a trigger event. Something has happened of significance where not only does it actually shrink that list down to people who have actually changed jobs recently, but it actually gives you a reason to reach out to them, something to congratulate them on. Some, there's often a common challenge that new people in a role sometimes face. So you could probably lead with some sort of a problem statement. Is, is that what you're talking about, Stefan? Definitely. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Right on, right on. And then the other thing that I love that you mentioned was was looking at um, their activity. So everyone, please take note of that. What is their most recent LinkedIn activity? So I remember actually working with um, one of our sales reps on our team, and she was reaching out to a number of people on LinkedIn, and she was finding her response rate was incredibly low. So I asked her to kind of talk me through, again, what were some of the filters that she was using Mm -hmm. And she did not mention using the, uh, you know, posted within the last, you know, 30 or 90 days filter. Correct. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you put that in there and see what happens? You'll get a much smaller list, which is more manageable. But what you'll find is those people are more active on LinkedIn and will likely be more responsive than someone who hasn't ever posted anything in like a year or two. So is that also what you're talking about, Stefan, around kind of that, that hyper-targeting? Yeah, because at the end, the, um, as I mentioned before, if you have only the opportunity to outreach a less amount of people, you want to make sure that they are active on the platform to increase the chance that they engage with you, that they reply or that they accept your connection request. So that's the main reason behind why I should strongly recommend to use one of these uh, filters we just discussed. Yeah. Right on. So what, what else would you suggest uh, in addition to those, those filters? What else would be really successful in, in doing some hyper-targeting? Yeah, in, uh, if you stay on, on, for example, in Sales Navigator search, you can, uh, if you scroll down uh, between all the filters in that uh, Sales Navigator search, you can also 
selective people uh, are in specific groups as an additional filter. And um, if it's in group which actually met your own approach, then that could also be a nice trigger to engage with or to came back on after the connection request or the open email you want to send. Maybe you're both uh, members of, uh, of the same uh, uh, group about that topic from the, uh, the owner. And that will most likely give a bit more trust for people to, uh, to be approached. Yeah, so that's really useful, Steph. And I really love that one because you're also using that as something that you have in common, isn't it? Right. So sometimes we look at, you know, uh, common connections, people that you you have as mutual connections. But in Uh this case, it's looking at, you know, are you both members of the same LinkedIn group? And what I really like about the LinkedIn group connection is, number one, as you mentioned, you can use that as a uh, something that can connect you and bind you together. But also, guess what? there's probably hundreds or thousands of other potential customers like them in that group that you should be going after as well. (laughs) Definitely. And maybe a nice tip as well, which I try to run on my own for uh, for a couple months now, uh, is that in a sales navigator uh, search, you can also filter on people when they joined the LinkedIn platform. And if you select the filter from people which joined just from now on, and a month ago, then you know that are all new people. They are fresh to LinkedIn and they definitely want to increase the amount of people to get as fast as possible to these 500 connections. So, for example, you select a country, then you select a job title. And from there on, you select the filter that you only want to target people with joined recently the platform. And then you can congrats them on, uh, uh, or give them a warm welcome and share more about your approach or that you want to help or that they can always approach you and contact you if they want to learn a bit more about the service you provide. Um, and that works actually really, really great. Mm. You know what I really love about that is anybody who's new to the LinkedIn platform uh, they probably haven't been spammed a lot yet, <laughs> right? That's also true, yeah. Right? So they're, they're, they're new, and usually the, the best time to engage with somebody is at their highest level of excitement about something. So someone who's new to LinkedIn is like, wow, okay, how does this work? How do I connect with people? You know, what's the protocols here? So they'll likely be more receptive to connecting with you versus someone who's, you know, like myself, who's been on it for like 15 years, yeah. where it's like, I can smell a salesperson coming a mile away. But for some, yeah. new, for some newbie on LinkedIn, they're probably going to be excited that someone wants to connect with them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's <laughs> the case for sure. True. <laughs> right on. So what, what are some other, uh, you know, great ideas or tips or, or strategies that you would recommend for someone who really wants to, to build their business or at least try to fill their pipeline using yeah. uh, LinkedIn specifically for, yeah. for lead gen. Um, yeah, I already use it for, for years myself now. And uh, yeah, I definitely see all these changes uh, are impacting the way we have to do outreach because if people enter the platform, they want to focus on, on, on cold outreach on LinkedIn. Let's be honest, everybody's going to Google. 
They search for best uh, uh, connection message templates or outreach templates. And all the things you can find over there are outdated. Hey, first name, I came across your profile. Super cool, let's connect. Hey, somebody recommended to connect with you. You have a common uh, uh, connection. And that's so outdated. Everybody, as you mentioned before, knows that it smells so, so, so salesy, so automated, so uh, worse, actually. So there are a couple of things you can do. And I analyzed, um, first of all, a bit more about the social selling index score. It contains four pilots. And most of the people are only focused on connecting with people. So if you do a lookup to see what's actually your social selling index score, I found out that I think fair enough to say that 80% of the people have a lower social selling index score than 70. And that's not the worst thing, but it means if you have a deeper look in these four pillars, that people are mainly focused on building their relationships and that has the highest number. It means that if you want to do a good job in LinkedIn's eyes and make your profile a bit more healthy, you have actually to focus on the other three pilots. For example, making an authority of your LinkedIn profile. That's, for example, what you do with such a huge amount of, of 27,000 followers from what I saw, right? So that's very, very impressive. LinkedIn also wants that you spend a bit more time to engage with people, to create posts in different formats on a consistent way for a couple times per week. And LinkedIn wants that you are start connecting with people you know. And what's the best way to connect with people you know? I think it's actually creating events on your own. It's actually the same as a one-on-one demo where you pitch in a one-on-one call your approach, but then for a larger amount of people and actually the same time. So if you run your own events and you know all the tactics to promote your event the right way, then it's actually very easy to get more than 1,000 people sign up for your event with, and mostly of the time, 500 attendees. And that's the best audience you can use to follow up after the webinar for the next month. And I think that's one of the new ways to go on LinkedIn. We've tested it with our Expandly team a couple of times. And each and every time we achieved uh, uh, more than 1,000 attendees. Wow. I can also imagine that's very hard for people to know how can I actually promote such kind of event? Because after creating the event, you make a banner, you uh, you edit the host, and most of the people are start with doing one post. And then maybe two friends, uh, his wife, and, and, and four other colleagues will like that post, and <laughs> it's actually not that engageable. So there are a couple of things you can do. Uh, the 12th of October, we provide with our team a webinar on how to promote your event up to 1,000 attendees. And we will discover seven untapped strategies which you can use to promote your event the right way. And we also will give away a free ebook with all the examples, templates, strategies we use ourselves, which you can use 
on your own. Uh, so if people are interested, for example, in learning more about that new way of doing outreach on LinkedIn by hosting events, that could be a great opportunity. Um, but to make it much more simple, since the COVID kicked in, everybody is changing from uh, a, a physical environment to online. We also see that with summits. So if we go back to the basic search bar on LinkedIn, and we're going to search by hashtag, again on a keyword, but we are not selecting now posts, but event. And you will see that LinkedIn pop-ups, tons of events, which matching your keyword criteria. And if that's an event which um, is of your interest, then it's actually a very easy to attend that event and take advance of approaching all the people who are also attending that event. We can do all of the, these things manually, of course. It's a bit of a more work, but it definitely is beneficial. Uh, but we also can use such kind of a tools like we designed uh, uh, with Expandi, where we can automate all these tasks and help you scraping these kind of a sniper targeted people, which already decided that they want to join that event. Uh, so they reserved most likely more than one hour of their time to attending that event. And they are they have interest in that specific topic. So uh, the best results I achieve with doing a cold outreach is taking advance of somebody else's event. I attend that event and then I scrape all these people uh, which also attending that event and then I use that uh, in the outreach I'm doing. And as a starting point, you can use open emails. If they have an open profile, then uh, you don't have to worry about connection requests. And for example, you can start with a sentence like, hey, 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 Tom, I just saw you're planning to attend the event from Stefan about how to grow your uh, event. I'm joining as well. Uh, I'm struggling with this. What's your challenge? And then it's a nice trigger to start a conversation without being salesy. And maybe in a follow-up or if they are engaging with you, you can share some valuable content which you created, maybe a step-by-step -step guide, maybe an in-depth blog about how you can achieve results by using a specific strategy or service or approach, and then ask them a feedback on what you send them. Um, I'm a bit of a soft seller myself, so I will never be that silly and drop in my Calendly link in the connection request <laughs> or in the first open email. Sure. Um, but yeah, th th that's definitely an interesting way to to target people. Yeah, and it's not that difficult. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let, let's let's um, unpack this a little bit if we can and, and back up a bit. So um, a few minutes ago, you talked about the SSI, right? Yeah. So I think uh, some of our um, uh, listeners may not be familiar with the SSI, right? So mm -hmm. SSI on LinkedIn Sales Navigator stands for social selling index. So if you're curious at all about what is your social selling index or what is your score, your ranking around social selling, simply log into your Sales Navigator account. This is only available on Sales Navigator, not the standard, the basic LinkedIn. Log into your Sales Navigator account, click on your profile pic, scroll down, and you'll see about five tabs down, social selling index. 
When you click on Social Selling Index, then you'll be able to see what's your current Social Selling Index. What is your score? Mine is 80 out of 100. I always seem to be hovering around 80, and I can always see what are those things that I'm strong at and what am I less strong at. So as Stefan was talking about earlier on, many of us are really good at building relationships. Well, I've got over 27,000 connections on LinkedIn, so unsurprisingly, I've got 25 out of 25 on building relationships. But there are three other components of that score. One is establishing your professional brand. So all of these scores are out of 25. Well, I've got 19 out of 25 there. I thought we did pretty well. I guess we can do better there. Finding the right people. So that's actually searching for people, which is what we're talking about here today. Searching and connecting with more people. Uh, so finding the right people, I'm at uh, 20 on the uh, out of 25. Where I'm really falling behind that this, I feel like takes more time, more work, more effort, more commitment is the fourth, which is engage with insights, engage with insights. So that's actually, um, you know, for example, commenting on people's posts and really getting that conversation going, really engaging with other people's content and sharing insights with them. I'm only scoring 16 out of 25 on that one. So my gosh, if I up that one by five points, I'd be at 85 out of 100. So there's a personal goal for me to start focusing on there. But um, if anyone is at all curious, curious about how they can get better at social selling, just really look at those four components. Uh, it's not about really increasing that score. I'm not all about chasing these vanity metrics or scores for the sake of increasing your score, but it does give you some indications as to how well you're doing on social. So definitely check out your social selling index and that can give you some really good clues as to where you need to be focusing your attention. Is it on actually connecting with more people? If you're new to LinkedIn, is it actually about hitting your first 500 connections as quickly as possible to build that network? Or is it really establishing your brand, finding the right people and engaging with insights? It's gonna be different for everyone. But Steph and I really like that tip that you shared around using events to build um, you know, your, your pipeline and to add leads. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, Stefan, I heard a couple of ideas. And one of them was around creating your own event, right? So creating your yeah. own event and promoting that. I think that in and of itself is uh, challenging and difficult for a lot of people because then you obviously have to learn how to market and promote that event. And that's, that's not easy for a lot of people. But the other idea that you had was actually doing a search hashtag and then search under events for uh, trying to find events that might be interesting, not to you, but to your ideal target customer. I think for everybody here, that's really important. It's not about attending events you're interested in. It's about attending events that your prospects are interested in. And then just start networking with some of those people. So is that what you're talking about, Stefan? Really connecting Correct. with those attendees? Correct, yeah. Awesome. And, um, maybe an untapped an unknown thing for most of us in here is that if you attend an event, then you are actually part of that event, of course. So you will see all the updates, but you can message people without using a connection request, which are also attending that event. That is super valuable. I think everyone needs to pay attention there. So if you join an event on LinkedIn, yeah you are able to communicate with, you can send messages 
to those fellow attendees and it without having to connect with them. So if you've maxed out <laughs> your connection limit, mm -hmm. this is a great way to actually go around that. And what's awesome about it is you actually have something in common, which is this event, which is a wonderful yeah. thing, a really great yeah. link. Yeah, and another um, similar thing is that if you run, again, for example, a sales navigator search and you target on groups which met your audience criteria, then uh, if you join the group, uh, so you try to be uh, signed up for that group and be part of that, and if they accept your request and you are longer for four days part of the group, then also it allows you to send messages to all of these people, one-on-one -on -one messages in the group without using a connection request. Sorry, without using what? Without using connection request. Without using yes. your connection request. Okay. Yeah. So as long as you're a member of a group for more than four days, so as long as you're mm -hmm. a member of a LinkedIn group for more than four days, you're right. able to then connect with or message. What what was it you were saying, mm -hmm. Stefan? Yeah, message with them without using a connection request. But it's Got actually it. the same because it's it are one-on-one -on -one messages. So you can message them directly without having to, for example, send them a connection request or like an in-mail, for example. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's very helpful. That's a really useful tip. And if profiles have uh, the status open, uh, so if they actually have an open profile, then you can send them in-mails without using credits. And you can send more than 800 open in-mails per calendar month if they have the status open got it so how would you i mean really we're talking about personalization right so mm -hmm. what what are some of your your favorite ideas or best approaches around you know personalizing your yeah. approach on on linkedin because i think that's so important we want to try to find this balance i you know i, I like this term mass customization because mm -hmm. of course you're still going after a large number of people but how how, how do you feel people should come across um as, as genuine or as tailored or customized as possible while still doing it at scale. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's not common anymore that you can only use a first name and 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 and, and a com company name to personalize. It's actually in start eh, of, of, of personalization, but we can do much more better. Uh, a couple of things you can do is that with the tools like Expandi, where you can automate all these things we are discussing right now, we are able to add personalized images and GIF animations, which we can upload and send straight to the inbox. So it means that we can personalize their written profile image with a website uh, that we can show on screen of the website, or for example, yourself on a whiteboard with dynamic content. And that content will change each and every time if you approach a different person. Um, that's actually an interesting way to approach people because you interrupt the patterns and you will minimize the ask instead of sending just boom and uh, a full uh, message with a lot of content. And um, I tried that for a couple of months and comparing to a B-test where I did not use it. And with using such personalized images and GIF animations from the follow-up message on, I achieved 
more than 55% reply rate on average in comparing to, it depends on the industry, of course, and the type of people you're approaching and how active they are on LinkedIn. But I think it's fair enough to say that if you achieve normally a 25% reply rate after connecting, that that's already a great job. And it at least doubled with yeah, to, to 55% on, uh, on average. So I think that's one cool thing to, uh, to definitely discover because everybody's doing exactly the same. So we have to came up with different things because people's inboxes are overloaded with messages. So to stay on top and to be more interesting, this could definitely uh, a great opportunity to take a from. Yeah, can you say a little bit more about the, the the HIF images you were talking about? Yeah, I try in the meantime, as we are talking, to uh, uh, to find some examples which I can share with you in the chat so that you have a bit of a more visualization uh, in there. Uh, but it are actually dynamic images which you can uh, create yourself. And the, the, I think one of the best examples is if that people are accepting your connection request uh, instead of sending a message to thank them for uh, yeah, being part of, uh, of their connections, that you create a GIF animation from yourself with a cup of coffee or a bit of a more funny things. Or if you approach people... Oh, sorry, who... you, you mean, you mean a, a, a GIF animation? Yeah. GIF, yeah, G -I -F. right. Okay, yeah. sorry. I, I heard you say HIF, and I was like, "What is oh, that?" Oh, hey, sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, no, GIF. Yeah, <laughs> right. Got it. Okay, so a, a, a GIF animation. Got it. Yeah, I yeah. shared in the in the chat in, in in Google Drive document with you. It's actually one of our eBooks and filled with some interesting approaches from uh, ten influencers in the industry. And if you scroll down there, for example to uh, let me see to my own approach then you see it's the first one uh, book sales meetings like a pro then there's actually visualization of what i try to explain Awesome. Okay, perfect. So, you know, great ways to stand out on LinkedIn, of course, is using like a, a GIF animation, something like that. Uh, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on um, you know audio and video as part of the messages? I think the audio is a perfect way to uh, to personalize uh, um, because not that many people are doing that. If you look in your own inbox, uh, I think it's maybe less than 1% of people who will send you a voice message, right? Right. If I receive a voice message or one of my colleagues, we, yeah, it's, it's, it, you will click definitely on the play button and immediately to see <laughs> what, uh, what they've done. So in my opinion, that will, uh, that will work. It will cost a bit of a more time to create such a personal, personal, but if you only have a less request and you have to sniper target and, you want to do a better job, then it's strongly recommend to spend much more time on each prospect you have to get the best results. Um, it's worth to do it. 
Awesome, cool. Um, yeah, so I guess one last thing before we sign off here. Um, what, what would you suggest if there was if there was one thing, if there's one thing that business owners and sales professionals should really focus on when it comes to getting the most out of LinkedIn, what 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 do you think that would be? Yeah, I. It's a bit of a hard to say. It's only one thing because uh, everybody has different goals, right? Um, but the problem, what I see along all the people who are using LinkedIn as a main outreach channel uh, is that it lacks, it lacks in the targeting part. So, because that's also the starting point from your pipeline and the outreach you are going to do afterwards, I should stick on that and try to define new ways to target your people and do it differently than 90% of the people who are just running still and basic on a simple sales navigator search with, uh, with just a couple of filters. Um, and so, for example, scraping events from other people, it's actually easy to do. You don't have to learn that much to execute, to be able to execute it yourself. And you can scrape posts from other people, uh, search for influencers in your market, maybe from competitors, from companies who have posts with a lot of engagement and try to take advance of these ones. And Stefan, what are your, sorry, Stefan, what, what are your favorite tools for scraping emails, for example? Uh, scraping emails from uh, uh, LinkedIn, you mean? That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. What are um, some of your favorite tools for that? Yeah, it, it, it depends what you want to do with it afterwards. Um, uh, yeah, of course, as a founder of Expandi, I, I, I use as a main tool Expandi also to gather emails from, uh, from people. But if you, I will actually use them afterwards to approach them on LinkedIn or to an, a smart sequence in Expandi. Uh, but if you just want to grab these emails and build an, a, a LinkedIn ad audience, and then you actually don't need any automations. And then I should recommend to discover tools like uh, Find That Lead, uh, Hunter, uh, Snov.io. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, I guess one final question. Sometimes people ask me about automation, right? So when we're mm -hmm. talking about automation, I guess there's different ways around that. Um, but what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on using automation for outbound, using automation for, uh, for messaging people, for example? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit of a hate-love relationship. Uh, what people have with, uh, with automation and, and, and LinkedIn as well. To be, uh, to be I think LinkedIn hates it. It's, it's not illegal, it's not forbidden by law, but yeah, let's be honest, it's officially against their terms of policy, right? Um, it's not that common anymore that they try to crack down all these 400, 500 providers, providers which are around. And I think they just and only want to decrease the spam. So therefore they brought in the new limits with less activities. Um, I should pick a tool which can do a much more smarter outreach than only connecting with people and sending follow-up messages. How interesting would it be, for example, if you use automation on an intelligent way? And let me 
just finalize with an, with a small example. You run such a, a sniper targeted search on one of the ways I recommend it. That's the starting point. And from there on you first start visiting that profile. And then if somebody is visiting back, then you set them trigger. And from there on, you start liking his latest post, fully automated. And from there on, you start to follow that profile. And then you do a lookup if the profile has an open status. And if the profile has an open status, then you send an open email because it will not cost any credits. And you still not use the connection request. And you can do that as a last opportunity. If they not reply or respond within two days on your email, then you can grab their email address or do discover the email address and then send an email. If they are not opened your email, then in the last opportunity, you can send them a connection request. Hey, Tom, uh, I try to engage with you on tons of, of different ways. Um, yeah, my last opportunity here on, uh, on, uh, on LinkedIn, maybe you missed my emails or you're not that uh, active uh, uh, over there. Uh, and then you build actually intelligent automations with if, or else scenarios based on the people's behavior. Um, and I think if you are using it a bit of a more that way, or try to create more notifications before you approach the people with liking a post, you will receive a notification, visit his profile, you will receive a notification, uh, follow his company page, follow his personal profile, you will receive a notification. And if you do that on a polite way, people are already a bit more aware or they will do check back your profile. Um, and that's actually what LinkedIn also means with engaging with people on the right way instead of the, the, the spray and pray uh, approaches we discussed. So true. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Stefan. I think you've given uh, our, our audience a lot to think about. I think for me, the biggest takeaway for everybody to keep in mind is the importance of getting active on LinkedIn and just connecting with as many of the right people as possible, avoiding that spray and pray approach and really taking more of a sniper approach, being super hyper targeted as to who your ideal target customer is. Start reaching out to them, connecting with them. Look at your SSI, your social selling index and see what are some of those four components that you really need to focus on to have more impact and definitely strike, you know, connect with them, reach out and see if you can start uh, creating some opportunities and filling your pipeline. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, Stefan. To our listeners out there, to learn more about Stefan and Expandy, do check out the show notes at sellinginasiapodcast.com. And to get in touch with me, you can find me on LinkedIn by looking up Tom Abbott Soko. And you can reach out to us on our website, socoselling.com, where our program advisors are happy to help plan out the ideal training solution for your team. Take care, everyone, and I hope you'll tune in to the next episode of the Selling in Asia podcast.